Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Now, the Bram Weinstein Show on Washington's new home for sports. ESPN 630. Hi, everyone. Check out my new jerseys, everyone. What? Boundary stones, everyone. Why is Ted Pee Wee Herman doing a know. voice now? I don't know. It's not for sale, Francis. Uh, let's see. What's up, everybody? How What's are going you today? On? I'm confused. So is everyone else. I went out to practice today. Saw uh-huh. the portion they allowed me to watch. Yeah. It's not much. Uh, and uh, I don't think I've... This is a new one. I've never encountered more people who are around it every day, that cover it every day, that know all the things that we all know every day, have different opinions about oh. what happened yesterday. Okay. So uh, now that we've had 24 hours... Uh-huh. How's it sunk in for you that we traded both of them? Oh, I, I said on Monday I wanted them both gone. This is great for me. Best oh, case scenario okay. for me. A- no, there's, and- no, uh, there's a part of me that goes, well, if I knew they were trading Chase, there's part of me that wanted them to keep Montez. They are sitting part of me. at the 35th pick for Montez Sweat right now. That is a first-round talent. You would do no better than that in the offseason. Like, if you tagged and yeah. traded them, you would, you're you either re-signing them. You would know. So, in their defense, they would do no better than that. Yes. Like, if you tagged them, no one's giving you two first-round picks for him. So, not it's to, not happening. Not to mention, if the Bears were dangling, let, let's, say the, let's say the position stays the same, just for this exercise. Let's say it stays at pick 35. I bet you Washington might have had to sweeten the pot a little bit to get the 35th pick. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they would have had to trade Sweat and a fifth mm-hmm. and give something back or something like that. Maybe. Instead, they're getting straight up a first-round talent for an expiring contract. I am all in on that. All in on that. All right. So we've heard. I've heard from people who thought they shouldn't have traded either of them, to mm-hmm. which I would say to you people, you don't pay attention. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I can't even entertain this with you. Um, if this was baseball, I'd hear you out. Right. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah. This is a cap. And if they did keep both of them and re-sign them at market value, and let's just guess it's between 20 and $25 million for both, if not more, because of Chase Young. The, proje- the projection of Chase Young I saw on um, one of the cap websites was like $17 million right now. And I actually said yeah. what you just said. He probably gets 20 because his name is Chase Young. Probably. Right. Let's see what happens here. Sweat's projection was 25, by the way. This is going to be very telling for him. Going to a place where he's playing on a very good team. There's going to be no excuse of teammates around him. Not unlike it was here, at least with the defensive line. And, oh, by the way, um, they're not signing him long term. Right. They rented him. Pure rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. That's why they're literally flipping the third round pick and getting a third once he walks. I mean, right. They're They're like, here, go ahead. For them, they gave up a higher pick. Yes. essentially moving down to get Chase Young for nine games. For nine games. And a playoff run. Correct. One postseason run. One postseason run. One post. So, <laughs> and if Chase does not have a good second half of the season, that's not going to help him on the open market. Right. All right, so let's just say that, okay, so for the 
The people, I don't know why I'm entertaining this, the people who think they should have kept both of them, are, let's just say that the projection's right and it's around $20 million, right? And Montez is going to get a market deal, probably closer to twenty-five, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little higher. Depends on like, what his market looks like. But I think the Bears sure. probably can get something done now. Either way, um, that would be next year on their cap $100 million for the defensive line. Yep. The cap's about two hundred and twenty. Now, they do have a quarterback who makes no money. That's the good news. Sure. Um, we're running out of that cap space we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Remember that part? That's gone. Let's eliminate it. It's gone. Sure. Um, now, you could restructure some of these people, I suppose. Not pain. It just happened. Well, and I suppose you could restructure Terry, I suppose. Um, you could go relatively cheap on other positions again. I don't know. Considering, well, I don't know. We're talking about all of this because this group isn't winning. Yeah, I was going to say, if they were the 85 exactly. Bears or the 2000 Ravens, right. I'd be like, yeah, let's, you know what? They're dominant. Let's do it. Right. No. They're not. They're, they're actually the uh, they're actually the uh, second worst scoring defense in the league this year. Yeah. And you want to reward them, I don't know why. All right. So, now that we're here, I think largely anybody who wants to argue they shouldn't have traded either one of them is living in another era. Okay? <laughs> right. That was never possible. Now, I will have the nuanced argument of should they have picked up Chase's fifth-year option to not be in this position? Of course. I would have that conversation with you, and I will reiterate what I said yesterday and how I felt about it in the spring. I thought it was worth the bet to pick it up. And if it blew up in their face, it blew up in their face because Chase isn't healthy enough to play at the level they need him to. But as it turned out, hindsight shows they probably should have done it just to not be in this position, yeah. okay? Not to be in, because it, it would have given them more leverage on the market with Sweat if they wanted to trade him, more leverage on the market with Chase if they wanted to trade him, and left them the opportunity to think about the future with both of them without having to make a decision now. I'll hear that part out. But for the but once that decision was made and we're here now, the idea, anybody arguing they should have kept both of them and not traded either one of them, isn't paying attention whatsoever. Yeah, right. Exactly. To many different things. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk to the other people who wanted to hear an outcome that included one or the other staying. Not both. Not both. Yeah. That's a better argument to have. I'll hear you. I'll hear it. Yeah. So Mitch Tischler, who I like a lot, said this to me. I hope he doesn't mind. He's probably said it somewhere else. He probably doesn't mind. And I'll just repeat it here because I'd like to have the discussion about it. I thought it was interesting. He said that he thought that they should have kept Montez. Uh-huh. I agree with this. I know nobody wants to hear this, too. Well, no, actually, I think our fan base knows. Of the two, I'm keeping Montez. Sure. And, it's and, all because of his health. Well, and because of the coaching staff, period. They've never had a really a bad thing to say about Montez. Jack, no. Jack just said he needs to finish more, and that was no. a valid a valid criticism. And it really was like, you know, like Duran did, if you finish, you get numbers, we'll pay you. Right, right, exactly. He wasn't and, and, like, it wasn't yes. a referendum. It right. was just, we think you play great. We think you'd play better if you had 15 that's, sacks. That's right. And that's all. We've known this basically since year two. They have had concerns about Chase Young's maturity yes. and being a leader. Yeah. And then he got hurt, hurt. I'm going to get into that stuff in a minute. Right. Which is the, kind of the point of the, one of the things I want to talk about that I'm actually not happy about. But go ahead. But either way, what I'm getting at here is the this coaching staff has never hid who they've liked and not liked by what their actions actually are. Right. And... Ron talking about maturity, and then when Chase was filming commercials after winning Rookie of the Year, stuff like that, they were clearly not happy with. I talked about this his second year. I'm like, why aren't you here in the spring? Right. right. 
Right. You're a leader. I get you don't have to be here. The coaching staff is asking you to be here, and you're not showing up. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're teaching you techniques at this other place that they don't want you to implement in the games. (laughs) That's right. Yes. We talked about it yesterday. He's standing up, and I've never seen any defensive end on our team stand up in the last four years. Because he had to. Right. (laughs) So Because he had to. Right. He had to take, in my opinion, some load off of his body. Yeah. And it's, you know... It's a harder when you do that jump off. It, you're going to take more hits. Hits, right? You know, I think there's an injury part of this that ought to be plain as day to anybody, sure. right? So, all right. So, Mitch's idea was, well, what if you moved either John or Duran uh-huh. and re-signed Sweat so that you have balance on your line? Yeah, he's he's arguing where I was. I think Chase Young needed to be dealt, right? Um, but Montez is the one, in my opinion, that's arguable because one. He is a very good player. He has been consistent. He hasn't been great. Do you pay him the amount of money on the open market that you're going to have to pay him because he is very good and somebody is going to pay him to do that? So his argument was, and I hope he doesn't mind that I share this, but I don't think he was being like private about it. Yeah. He was like, if someone came along with a deal for that was high picks for John or Duran, I would have thought about that for the sole purpose of you now have balance. You have a high-paid defensive tackle and a high-paid defensive end, and you fill in the other two spots with the cheaper alternatives. And you have James Smith-Williams or Tuhill, Ridgeway or Mathis, you know, but you you fill in that way, and it's a balanced thing. And I said, I'll hear you on that, right? And I don't think that that's a terrible idea, but I would say this. Do you think Montez Sweat is worth market value, $25-plus million a year? Nobody does. Yeah, he watches saying, it. I've been saying no to that He's since a very, very good coming. player, yeah. not a great one, right. right? Very, very good, not a great one. So I don't think you pay him like Bosa. Yep. I think you have to – but is he – all it takes is one person on the open market to hand him that, and that's where he's at, yep. right? So let's just say you went through with that plan because someone – I'm sure someone did offer them something for John Allen. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same offer for Montez Sweat. Like, probably. I don't think the team was at any interest in doing anything like that. But, like, okay, let's just say they did. And they decided, that's not a bad idea. Let's do this. If your argument is John's not living up to the salary that he's making, and you because that's part of this, like, uh, then I would go, okay, aren't you going to have the same complaint about Montez Sweat next year when he has nine sacks? Right. And he's making $26 million a year? Yep, right. So if your argument is John's not living up to the number this year, but what what proof do you have that there's an ascension for Montez when you pay him like a top-tier defensive end? I think you'll get the same player, a very good player, very coachable player, a guy everybody likes, a really good end. But not a great one. Yep. Name the plays that he turned a game upside down. Is I it? can name one. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Three years ago. That was it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He has good numbers. He's a very good player. He plays way more within the scheme than the other guy did, which I'll get to in a moment. But he's not flipping games upside down. So now you have to make a choice. And what they were offered for him was they didn't give him away. Right. They got a... Very high second round. I mean, unless somehow Chicago goes on some kind of crazy run, which doesn't appear to be in the in the making. But they're probably going to get a top forty pick, if better than that. Yeah, top thirty five pick maybe depends on what their record is. And I don't take an issue with that because I have a hard time paying him that market value. So I'm I'll hear out arguments to keep Montez. I won't hear any to keep Chase Young at this point. 
And I know maybe for some of you that's hard to hear, but I don't think that there was a pathway to him getting a long-term deal here. So I'll go back to, this is why I wanted them to pick up his fifth-year option so we didn't have to make this decision right now. I wanted to see what happened this year. But considering the decision was made, and this is where we are, and now having seen what I've seen up to this point and know what I know, I think there was not a pathway to a long-term deal for him. So I will hear an argument about whether Sweat should be here or not because I think there's valid cases to be made on both sides about it. But I don't feel like they did the wrong thing yesterday when it comes to Chase Young. I think they did the right thing. It's hard to say it. It's hard to believe it. I wish things were different with him. I wished he was the generational player that I thought we had when we drafted him. I wanted him to be that. This is not about his character. I think he's a very good guy. I like his family. I like him. I know that he's a good teammate. I know that he's someone that the team really liked and is missed today, big time. But this is a performance game. He needs to be paid commensurate to his talent and his draft stock, his name, his stardom, and his ability, and they don't add up to that number. Yeah. And because of that, regardless of whether Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, or the coaches are not, I don't think there was a pathway to him to be here at that number. At a reasonable number, I wouldn't mind kicking the can down the road and letting whoever was making these decisions think about it in the offseason. But because they put themselves in this position, which is a whole other thing to talk about, that they put themselves in this position, then I think they did the right thing with him. And that's where I've landed on it today. Yeah, I mean, I think it all does boil down to the fifth-year option thing was the wrong decision. And honestly, I actually am more irked now thinking about it that why didn't you just pick it up and let the next owner decide, whoever that was? This is what I said about it at the time. Right. It reminds me of... Like, yeah, if he didn't come back and look like himself, then it's a bad bet and it looks like a bad decision. You were out anyway. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. They'll blame it on you. Yes, right. So that's the the first thing, uh, you know, the first half of unpacking it. The other one is... It is not like Montez Sweat was moved for a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick. Correct. You are going to get a first-round talent for him. I'm all about that life. Like, they got they got a sweetheart deal from the Bears. And then did you see the report from the Bears? No. Did you see what Graziano said? No. They're going to make an attempt to re-sign him. They don't even have a plan or a deal in place. Oh, they don't. They don't. So it's like they're going to have to give him the money. The Bears Bears got their huckleberry is what I'm getting at here. Well, (laughs) this is what happened with the Ravens with Roquan last year. Yeah. Roquan, they didn't do it immediately. And Roquan went, I know what you gave up to get me, guy. Right. Exactly. You don't think I have you? Right. Like and so, but the Bears are also the same. You're going to look stupid if you don't give me what I want. He didn't even have an agent. Right. He walked in. He (laughs) went, "What's the highest paid linebacker? I'll take that." Right. And they did it. Yeah. Exactly. This is what's going to happen with Montez. He's going to get a market deal. He's, he can't ask for both. This is also contract. the same team that traded a second for Chase Claypool last year. Like. Trust me, who's he got? Clutch Sports, right? Yeah, <laughs> those guys—they know what they're doing. He's gonna—they're gonna be like, we know what you traded for him, right? We know you can't let him walk. Exactly. So I don't. What's it gonna be, guys? So he's gonna get probably more. He's gonna get a premium because they—they're gonna look stupid if he walks. They're a, t- a bad team who gave up a high second-round pick. They can't walk. Yeah, uh, here, They can't here. let them walk. It was a two-parter. Jer- Jeremy Fowler said the Bears offered to extend cornerback Jalen Johnson, quote, was considered pretty low, so they didn't even try to give him a market deal. Kurt. And then yeah. for Graziano, it says, quote, the Bears will at least make an effort to sign Montez Sweat. Dude, <laughs> Long you, you'll get fired for trading a high second-round pick for somebody who's there for eight games on a team that's two and six. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have to sign him, which yeah. means – his, he and his agent are in the driver's seat. Yeah. Come at me with the right deal or I'll walk and you're going to look really right. dumb. Or you have to franchise me. Yeah. Then I make $25 million, Yeah, or whatever that number is. Um, okay. 
So then there is the part that I really want to get to, which is I've said what I want to say about Chase in general. Yeah, I think we all know because we've followed his career very closely here. The maturity thing was about him. Uh, They were not particularly pleased at him not showing up in off seasons because and it was his right to go work out wherever he wanted to work out. It wasn't that he was out of shape. It wasn't anything like that. He just he chose to be other places. Team wasn't happy about that, especially after the injury. They wanted him around a lot more because they wanted to monitor what he was doing. And they had no problem with him going to see his doctors and his specialists to get himself healthy. And I think I think every player should do that for their own peace of mind, especially when they're coming off. Not just to take face value what the team doctors are saying, but to have second opinions in their own doctors. I think they were all for that, but they wanted him there rehabbing. Right. You know, because he's too important to them. I mean, the point was all along, all these things kept were being said about him because he was too important to them. Right, because he's the franchise. He was the face of the franchise material. I'm not saying he was the face of the franchise, but they wanted to him treated like that. This organization succeeds if he succeeds. Right. The fact that he was traded yesterday, a year short of the maturation of what would be his rookie contract, is an organizational failure. It's a failure, unfortunately, on his side. It's a failure of this coaching staff. It's a failure of the front. It's a failure of everybody. And part of it is, I'll be fair to them, that injury that he had was really bad. So half of his tenure here was taken up by a very tough injury that he had to try to overcome. So none of that's anybody's fault. Like, that just happened. But the fact that we are here now, I mean, it is a failure. That, like, we weren't able to figure it out with him. That said, um, all of the the, um, things about his, like, what they were... (laughs) What people said on the way out the door, what Mike Silver tweeted yesterday. The smear campaign on the way out. Yes. Like hours after it happened. I've been trying to figure out a way to say this, and I can say it on with not getting in trouble with the FCC and not having you dump this. (laughs) I have no other way of saying this to whoever is telling Mike Silver or... You know, Ben had a had a story. You know, had a team source that says addition by subtraction. Yep. Shut the f up. Like what? What in the world? Who does that serve? Mm -hmm. Whose team are you on? Right. Like and plus, like I want to go back to something I said earlier. Nobody thinks he's a bad guy. Nobody is questioning his character. Right. Nobody. He's not a bad teammate. Never got he was in not a, he's not a cancer know. in the locker yeah, yeah. room. He's extremely well liked. His teammates really, really like him. Trust me. I'm not just saying that. I've seen it before when guys are in the locker room and they're like, that dude's a you know what. Right. Right. So, you know what? Whoever is saying that on the way out the door, why are you saying that? Because you're trying to defend why the team did what they did. We all know why you did what you did. We are characterizing it correctly. I understand that you, you know, I don't totally agree with the asset management of having them both on an expiring contract at the same time. And I think you could have a nuanced conversation about construction of your roster and asset management and cap when you do something like that. But once you made that decision, you put yourself here. Don't character assassinate this guy. Yeah. Because he doesn't deserve that. That's not who he is. That's not what he's been about. If he was a un- if he was a POS, I would say it in a nice diplomatic way. He's not. He never was that. He was a good representative of the organization. They didn't do he didn't do everything they wanted him to do, but he wasn't a bad representative of the organization. Yeah. He was a good representative of the organization. He was a very good player. He unfortunately was never a great player, except for maybe a short period of time in his rookie year. Sure. That's unfortunate that it worked out that way. 
you know what? A lot of first-round picks don't pan out to be all-time greats. This was one that I had hoped would be in this uniform. It didn't work out that way. Stop saying these disparaging things about him on the way out the door. It's too much. It's over the top. And you're the team that hasn't played in a playoff game in a very long time. And you're justifying your actions to everybody else trading away a face of the franchise. Stop talking about things like this. Just wish him luck in the best of his career because he deserves that. That's it. That's what he deserves. That's the way I feel about it. He deserves that. I'm sorry it didn't work out here. I think the team did the right thing for a variety of reasons, most of which I can talk about, and some I can't, frankly. And I think they did the right thing here. But I also know he's a good guy. And I also know he's a good player. And I hope he has a very nice career from here. Stop saying things like that about him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that one at all because it also if you're if you're going that route, you're also saying you're the guy that drafted him. So right. you're saying you made the wrong decision. You're admitting you made the wrong decision. Well, I mean, like, I don't know who said these things. I'm right, not right. I'm not attributing them to anybody. It's still a team Considering source, Mike Silver yeah, yeah. wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It's team it's, it's I was a little put yeah. off <laughs> right. thinking who might have said that. Yeah. And, but and, I don't know who did. Because you know, he worked for the organization for a short period of time. It could be anybody in the building sure. that he, you know, has a contact with. Right. But at the same time But I believe it's somebody in that building to which I want to say back to him because I don't do it, pal. And I'm just a freelance employee here. I don't I don't make statements like that. There are things that stay in house, buddy. Yeah, right, okay? Right. And he's out the door and you're trying to justify why you traded him? Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna put up with that. And I hope other people in the building don't put up with that. That ain't what we have, what we're about here. And, and on top of all of that, what does that do for anybody? Now players that see the current people that are in this organization, oh, if I don't perform, then on the way back I'm gonna get crapped on, you know? Right. Like that does it does nobody any favors if you're doing that. And like you said too. Chase Young didn't disparage the organization on the way out. He didn't have like some tweet of trade me. He didn't yeah. have he didn't have these right. like outbursts or whatever. He didn't even have an outburst like John Allen. Like no, I, I'm 100 with you. There are players that do deserve some of that treatment on the way out, but most of the time you don't do it anyways because you don't want to seem petty. You don't want to be that organization. You want to be an upstanding franchise. I'm with you. There was no reason for all that to come out last night where. It was like this guy's from the area too. Like, there's, on, there's no reason. He's a well liked guy. There's no reason to go that route with Chase at all. Yeah, at all. And like, I'm not just covering for him. Like, the guy's a good guy. Yeah. He's not a bad person. What is, what is, like, he's a he. He was his teammates love him. Yeah. Like, was, there was nothing is, like that. There was no chemistry problem or locker room. Right. We got to get this addition by subtraction. That sounds like he's a locker room cancer. He's the opposite of it. Yeah. And not Don't that, say something like that. That's not even true about him. One of his most iconic moments was going to meet Heineke in the end zone in that playoff on, game, being I a know. good teammate. Come like <laughs> That was one of the most gifable Just moments tru- they had. Trust me on this. Neither one of those guys were disliked. They were very well liked. You know, like in, in every every team, they've got their things. You know, yeah. like in everybody's got their cliques or their whatever. And like it was, cl- I mean, I felt this way for a long time that, is you know, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but is John best friends with those two? It doesn't seem like it was ever that the case, you know? And I think some of the issues with the defensive line were they were never overly coordinated with one another. Whose fault is that? Is it Chase's fault? Is it Montez's fault? Is it John's fault? Is it Jack's fault? Is it the defensive line coach's fault? Remember, they had to fire the D-line coach because those guys wouldn't play for the dude. That's right. Yep, right. So exactly. this has been going on for a few years, all of them collectively. It's not one guy. It's not. And like, with Chase, we've been saying this about him for a while. If they had left this statement at, 
listen, he's been an undisciplined player, and it's been very difficult for us to do the things we want to do because he often is going rogue on the field, right? Right. That's not an untrue statement. I don't think it needed to be said, right? And it's not like the 49ers or any other team doesn't know that that watches film. Of course they do. But to the fans, you don't need to say something like that. You don't need to. But if they had said that, period, I don't think I'd be upset about it. Because it is true. If you just watch film, you'd see it, right? But then to go on and say addition by subtraction, you're insinuating the guy was a bad influence on other people. And I'm not here for that. Yeah. I'm not. He's not the reason why their defense is ranked 31st in the league. Yeah, of course not. He is not. You know, like, has he been the answer for them? Unfortunately, no. He's part of the problem. Yep. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and hear this, that this guy is the reason why. And so I was really upset when I saw this because I'm sitting there going, like, guys, you know, one, your record is what it is. So to sit there and say things like that and not think that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you guys know what you're talking about. Right, right. What? Exactly. And that's a reasonable reaction from anybody who sees this and goes, you traded away this person. who They're not paying that close attention and don't realize all the things we're talking about. They just think they just traded off a stud player, right? And maybe they did. You know, it's a possibility. Sure. They're going to read this and go, you guys just traded him off at 24 and you're telling us how you're right? Yeah, right. Uh, and your record, by the way, is 3-5, and five, and you've never been over 500? Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here telling us how you're right? Like, I'm just, from a PR perspective, I'm reading this going, I think it's best to put your head down, wish him the best of luck. You know what you know. Yep. You know the reasons why you did it. And largely the people who are covering it day-to-day, whether they're someone like me who literally works for the organization at times, and others who you know, follow it closely, but I think are fair about it, are going to tell your story correctly. This is a tough day to say goodbye to someone like that. But at the same time, we know why. The sweat one's a little different to me. I'll hear an argument either way about it. Should we have retained him? I'll hear an argument for that. Did they do well in a trade? Yes. Should they have traded him at all? I'm not sure. Yeah, right. Knowing the chase is gone, I don't know. But this whole trashing him in any way on the way out the door, I thought was off, wrong, unseemly, and to me, tone deaf. Yep. Plus, you know what? Good te- like good teams make decisions like this all the time. Like the Patriots famously for a long time, like guys like Chandler Jones go or Logan Mankins go, Richard Seymour go, like really good players that ended up going somewhere else. They never trashed them on the way out the door. That's right. That's right. And he didn't deserve it, in my opinion. Did he live up to his potential? No. Is that all on him? Maybe. Maybe not. You know? He also didn't become the player you wanted him to become. Is that because you couldn't get through to him? Right. You know, like, this is all on him? No. I don't want to hear it. Chase, I wish you the best in San Francisco. I wish it worked out differently here. I don't think this way about you. I wish it was different. And I had hoped you were going to be here for a long time to put your name in the ring of honor. It didn't work out that way, period. Period. All right, I want to ask you a tough question next. Let's do it. Toughest trade we've had in recent years. They just traded Chase Young yesterday. We've had some very prominent other players leave here in recent years, including my Bradley, Michael. 
My Bradley that's was traded. That's the one I don't care about. <laughs> Be right back. Very much always been 630 Sports Capital. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available. Available on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right. Uh, yesterday was tough to see. I'm not surprised Chase Young was traded, but it's in year four. You know, it's one of those like the day they drafted him. If I told you, yeah, that this is how it's going to go, and that he's not even going to get to the end of his rookie contract, and we're going to trade him. Mm-hmm. I never would have believed it, but. Here here's we are. The th- here's, and I know you're about to ask me the question. Here's the thing with him, though. The trajectory of him being traded wasn't shocking, though. Like, in terms of he had a good first year, then got a major injury, then Wonky coming back. Then throughout that whole time, we know the coaching staff and him were at odds. Then we get to this year where he finally comes back in a contract year. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Like, it wasn't steamrolling, but it was rolling towards being traded. It wasn't like it this was right there. shocking thing. Uh, yeah, that came I, out. I still I still believe that they should have picked up the fifth year option just to control the decision, the timing of the decision as Montez was coming up. Sure. And that right. that would I have agree. left them a different leverage point. Yes. I still think they got w- the most they would have gotten for Montez Sweat either way. Like yeah. it like almost does it. They, so they may say six and one, half a dozen the other. What's the difference? Like, if we were to trade Montez Sweat at this point, which I don't think was their intention initially, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I think that they were trying to move Chase Young and that they were going to make a decision about Montez Sweat. And what's interesting is, I wonder if they had traded Chase first. Yeah, yeah right. If they would have rethought it. I yeah, don't know. Right. I don't know. Or if he would have ended up in Atlanta, yep. where I think they were going to get him. Right. And sounded like they were gonna just sign him to a Correct. extension exactly. like immediately yeah, yeah right exactly so anyway all right so that happened though both of them happened yesterday it's tough mm-hmm. to believe yeah i am partially we haven't had this conversation yet but i'm partially relieved that we're done talking about the four first round picks on the defensive line because it's been four years of them not yep. living up to the potential in a lot of ways that's what i was getting at on monday i was like i'm kind of done having this being the storyline every single year it's every year and i'm it's been so inconsistent. I'm I'm kind of over inconsistent. It. It's a good so, word for it. Yeah, yeah. and then like I also think the story of this year is the two guys in the interior have not played in the way that they mm-hmm. they have in yeah. the past either. So you know, it's easy to blame Montez and Chase. They're the ones with the contract up. The other two guys are paid, and they're not having Pro Bowl years right now. Correct. John Allen's the he was the uh, in the NFL top 100 ranked at 52. If he's the 52nd rank, ranked best player in the league, we need more from that. You know, if that's who he's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I so. agree. All right, so it was a tough day. Yeah. You know, I mean, either way, like, not that I was surprised about what happened, yeah. and, and I think we all knew that if the season went like this, that this is what was going to happen. So it's not like this is out of the blue or anything like that, yep. but it still sucks. I mean, like, it does signal, you know, change, a failure on some level. Like, mm-hmm. it, it sucks. Um, and they're major players that were here, especially Chase Young, what he represented. We've had a lot of these days in recent uh-huh. years with all of our teams, like, we had it with the Wizards. Laugh all you want. I mean, they've had they've had to trade two franchise players away. And sure. The one obviously for injury reasons, but like yep. the other one because he was getting paid too much and they couldn't win. Right. Um, and the Nationals have seen a lot of stars go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what's the worst one, or what's the so, toughest one? I mean, worst is not the right word. What's the toughest one? I already know mine is easy, but well, I think actually mine's a 
kind of half tie. You go first, then. Juan Soto's toughest one to me. All right, so I will agree with you. Juan Soto's the toughest one to me because there's three postseason runs left in him. <laughs> and I just felt like that one turned up to 11 and when it didn't it, need to. Yeah. So, like with Chase, at least his contract was up. You had to make a decision. With Juan Soto, his contract was not up and not go and still isn't even up. So, with Soto, <laughs> here we are two years later and his contract's still not up. So, with Soto, yeah. I agree with you. Um, that one also was the ugliest one out of in recent memory of all the teams. Yeah, that, where, that spun out of control. I remember saying, guys, hit the brakes here. Yeah, like, you guys are letting this spin out of control. They were playing, I believe it was the Saturday before the All-Star break, and the first report came out. And then they went on the All-Star break, and he's in the home run derby. And all of a sudden, that's the storyline. And he then wins the home run derby. And then Buster only has to ask him about it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was... That press conference before the home run derby was embarrassing. Yeah. And I felt terrible for him. Like, this is a huge honor. And he's mm-hmm. sitting there. The whole thing got railroaded by trade rumors. And I'm like, is this your guy or not? Yeah. And so, I will still stand by this day. Like, I don't... If you need to restock your farm system, which is what they did, I don't mind that you make that call. You better be right when you make that call, and that still remains to be seen, right? We don't know if any of those players are going to work out. But it was the way that you took your young superstar that won you a championship, by the way. Like, I feel like that's worth mentioning here. He was one of the best players when they won the World Series, and you kind of dragged him through the mud and through... A really difficult situation where you didn't have to. If you came out and said, we're thinking about trading him, or yes, we're fielding calls, that's tough to swallow. But then when the whole entire national media is talking about you trading your superstar that already won a ring with you, yeah, that was really tough to stomach as a fan. Because like I said, I can hear the argument of, we need to trade him to restock the farm system. Fine, you better be right. But the way they went about it, and then you had to go back and forth with Boris, who Boris is a master class of making you look like an idiot because he knows how this stuff works. Yeah. Like That was the ugliest one. because he I was, think they got offended because they offered him a lot of money. He didn't take it immediately, right. and they got offended by it. And I've said this many times. If I were in the learner's shoes, I would be offended by that too. Sure. That if someone offered me $400 million, yep. I, I, I would be an idiot to turn it down, or at least on some level – be not grateful for that like that's a yeah it's generational wealth however you want to look at it and i just the idea of turning that down to me even if he ends up being right and gets more somehow it still is offensive correct it is offensive so like i hear it from their point of view but they also didn't have to ramp it up like that i think they could have calmed they could have calmed themselves down and been like let it go another year just we could talk like he's on our team. He's not going anywhere. He's not asking to leave. Yes, correct. It, so it, it escalated quickly. And, and like I said, the guy was a champion with you. It wasn't like like, you know, we're like we can mention Brad in a minute here, but Brad didn't win anything here. Brad didn't win a no. championship. He never had an iconic moment in the playoffs. Soto had multiple moments in that playoff run, was doing the shuffle and won a ring with you. Like, I don't know. It was the first time because we just haven't won here in a while. Where it not only escalated, it escalated with somebody that's a champion that should go into your ring of fame that yeah. we all kind of envisioned of, hey, Zim's retired. You're going to be the, the next face of the franchise. And it just ramped up really fast in a really ugly way. So I think yeah. I think you and I, I like that's mine hands down is that's the yeah. worst one. Cause, it, cause to like me, I said, it was the hardest one. And I God, I went on for it must have been a month going, <laughs> guys, don't let this happen. Yeah, yeah, Almost right. trying to be like the art, like. 
I want to be an arbitrator here. Guys, I see what's happening. I mean, there was an it's ownership. a bad idea for everybody. There's an ownership Calm factor, down. too, remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember, they were supposedly going to sell the team, and we were arguing, mm-hmm. hey, let the next let the next, let owner. Next, let the next owner make the call. Let the next owner make now that they call. Still own the team, though. He's under contract for two more years. What do yeah. you, what, it's the rush? Yeah, yeah what, right. What's the rush? Right. And so. then I'm like, oh, I like now I got to trade this guy to clean up the mess you made? Sure, sure. That's well, ridiculous, too. Well, like I said, I'll hear that argument if you needed to trade him to do it. You better be right. But it was the way it escalated where I was just, yeah, right. I think and, it was you know, as time goes on here, I don't know that this is looking very good. Sure. I mean, it's not like the returns have gotten them people that are clearly going to make them a contender yeah, anytime absolutely. soon. Sure. Like, that's why I've been like, that's the other hard part for me. I'm like, I'm willing to hear out the rebuild and why you did it. I still don't agree with all of it, I think it sucks, and I don't want to take someone like that away from my kid. That's his childhood. He gets to watch this guy play sure. for 10 years here. I mean, it sucks that, that he's... Okay, I remember your argument was they're going to suck with him or without him. I would rather suck with him. That's fair. Well, I that's, would. That's fair. If you're going to get three studs for him and we're going to turn out to have this crazy Braves team in about three years, all right, but I haven't seen that yet. Correct. And that's making it worse to me. Sure. That's making it worse. Sure. The, the close second to me is the Scherzer-Turner trade, but only because Turner was in it. Yeah. I had no problem with him trading Max Scherzer. It was, it was they weren't going to re-sign him. Yeah, right. And he was at the age, and look at him now. I mean, yeah, the guy's no, they, like, just a flesh wound. They made, like, you just they like, made the right call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a Monty Python skit at this yeah, point. Right, you know, right, like, exactly. you're just like, you know, I'm not dead yet. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> like, yes, you are. You know, no, I'm not. Whack. Just, yeah. <laughs> Put like, him on like, the board. Yes. Like so, but so I had, I totally got that. It's when they put Turner in it yep. that I went, what? So, like you didn't have to do that. Like that was that was the one. Montez Sweat and Chase Young being traded yesterday. I'm not surprised it happened. Soto getting traded. We weren't surprised by the time it happened. It just felt so unnecessary to do it. It happened fast. Turner. Yep. It seemed like was like. Ed will just throw in an all-star in the prime of his career because yeah. we don't we want to curt him and not pay him anything. And I'm like, what's that? So not unlike you- how you've said the Soto returns haven't really come to fruition. With the Turner Scherzer trade, I think it is arguable the Nats did make the call, the right call of not re-signing Turner. I'm with you. The shock was there with Turner. But that was the wrong trade to me, is what it was. That was the wrong more. trade. In, in they they should have gotten, gotten more. more for him. They should have right. gotten more. But the Scherzer deal, I'm like, you know, we'll get what we get here. He's an older pitcher, rental, maybe rental for them. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, we'll see what we get. Turner is going to sign a crazy deal with somebody. Right. And even if you and I agree that maybe he shouldn't get it, we could have an argument about that, yeah, yeah. whether he should get it or not. He's an extremely valuable young player yeah. in the prime of his career. So, so with Turner, I will say this, though, not unlike with Soto, how you said, it hasn't aged well so far. Like, they have not gotten the studs, studs. We haven't seen that come to fruition at That's all. Right. right. With Turner, though, I look at his year in Philadelphia and go, maybe they did make the right call. Because outside of that six weeks to I end still the would season, say the return wasn't good. Even, like, I we agree. can look at it now and go, well, they paid for him, and his first season there wasn't very good. Right. And, we'll, and it's not going to get better. You know, it's not going to get considerably better, especially on the second half of it, for right. sure. I would still argue, though, that at the time when you're trading someone of that level, the return needs to be right. pretty hefty. I, I'd agree. I agree. I think we're, I'll agree to disagree here. Like, I agree that they didn't get enough for him, but I do agree with these, the um, decision to walk away from him, essentially, because clearly they even kind of knew this guy's based on all speed, kind of know when you get older, that's yeah. not going to happen. And then look at Philly. He had a great 
end to the season where the city seemingly picked him up. But then in the playoffs, he didn't do jack in their deciding series against the Diamondbacks. So I look at it as they made the right call of walking away from him, but I agree with you. They needed to get more from him because Josiah, I mean, they did get a starting catcher out of it, but Josiah Gray hasn't been amazing. They got afterwards. a starting catcher. They've done a good deal with him. This starting catcher doesn't seem like he's going to be all world. Correct. But he's a good player. Right. Correct. Right, he's a good player. It's, it's, Josiah it's, Gray is not an ace. No, not at all. I, it, it looks like he's going to be a reliable rotation pitcher. Sure. sure. Like a three like, pitcher at best. That's what they got for Trey Turner yeah. and Max Scherzer. One's a Hall of Famer. One was tracking towards it. Right. And the latter was in the prime of his career. And I get it. You, you know, you didn't want to pay him whatever it was going to take to keep him. But yeah. that's why you trade him and get a crazy return. Right. And they didn't get that. Yeah. Once again, it, it does. If Josiah Gray turned out to be a, a number one ace. It'd be hard for me to argue they didn't do the sure, right thing. Of course. That's not what happened here. With with Turner, too, I always felt this way as well, where Rizzo, I get it, kind of works in the shadows a lot of the time. But then when they didn't kind of advertise that Turner was available, that's where the mistake was for me, too. Because remember, we didn't know about that until like the afternoon of. Remember, it was Rosenthal and all of the reporters, the big reporters going, Whoa, it looks like the Padres could make a play for Turner because they want to bring him back because that's where he was yeah. drafted originally. Yeah. They didn't let the fever pitch get to a point where all of a sudden you have teams bidding to get his services. That's yeah. what irked me more. And you kind of let the Dodgers facilitate a deal where they gave you two starting caliber players. But I would have liked to see another franchise go, oh, we really want that guy. Here's the farm for him. You know, moving the farm is doesn't happen much anymore. But they could have gotten a little more from another franchise is what I'm getting. I at. think so. Which was the press conference where Rizzo showed up with his ring on? Was it Soto or the Turner one? It was one of them. Um, he showed up to one of those. I want to say it was the Soto one afterwards. That's he the, said it. He pointed to it and said, "I'm trying to get us one, another one of these." And that was the that was. I got put off by that. I remember sitting there going, "You just traded away this guy." It's better than some executives that are saying, "Send me my ring." At least he's wearing his. I ring, agree, so. but like, but it just it felt really off. It was. I know what I'm doing. You don't. Yeah. Stop criticizing me. It was a little dabbo. That, that's, it I was mean, a little dabbo. To be fair. I'm going to play the dabbo call <laughs> later, and I want a mystery science theater. <laughs> it was a little dabbo of, you guys never had a baseball ring in your lifetime. Here it is, and that's why I traded this guy. Who are you, schmuck, to like sit here and criticize me for trading this guy? And I, I was a little put off by it going, your team's not good by your own making That's and who design. Rizzo's always been, though. I know, but like the team's in the state that it's in because of your sure. work, guy. Right, right. So, like, I, I love you got the ring. I'll love you for it forever. You're going to throw it in my face when the team's a mess? Okay. Go ahead. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't have a big problem with that. That's who Rizzo yeah. is. Because Rizzo knows when he has to go on the defensive, that's, what, that's the type of stuff he does. He's always yeah. done that. And I'm used to it for a, the last 10, 15 years, however long he's been here. So. Other Number than one the, Soto. Yeah, it's it easily, and no one. one really touches it because, once again, we don't win a lot around here, and yeah. we traded our young champion, and it, and it mm -hmm. was ugly. Like, it wasn't a, yeah, hey, we're warning you here. We do have to restock. Or it wasn't Soto going, I just don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to be on a bad there was, team. Yeah, there was no, <laughs> like, there was. He didn't do that. Yeah. And In it fact, got ugly. he seemed surprised Correct. that it ramped up to the, 11. The, 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 and then the, the post interviews the, was like, his family was like, just take the money yeah, from them. Yeah. Just take the right. money from them, which is what I was saying to him. Like, just take the money, man. They're yeah. giving it to you now. Just take it. And to, to just run through yeah. it, the Caps haven't really made any backbreaking trades. No. Um, they've no, they moved guys here and there. I, 
The Caps one always burns me when they have to trade the guy that doesn't fit here because they're keeping the core together. The Johansson trade, the Burakovsky trade, yeah. the Vrana trade. The guys that are actually a top six forward, but they could never re-sign them anyways. Yeah. That guy that constantly gets traded always irks me, but I understand why they had to do it they every time. They haven't traded the, the prominent players. Correct. They that Correct. Um, so that doesn't touch it. The Brad they trade... should have recently, but <laughs> they have yeah. The Brad trade never bothered me. I wanted him gone regardless. He ne- I, He's just never moved the needle for me. The Wizards trades in general have never been that hard. The Wall one was tough, but it, it had to be done. Correct. The wall one. Fall- the wall one's tough because I loved him, and but he had an injury that he was never going to recover from, and yep. they couldn't pay him that money anymore. And they found somebody to take him. They had to make this deal. The wall. They, there was like no. So that one, it hurt to say goodbye to him, but I knew they had to do it. The wall one yeah. falls in the same categories when they had to blow up the Gilbert team. When Gilbert yeah. got traded for Rashard Lewis to Orlando, it yeah. was just a sad day. Then they traded Antoine Jameson to the Cavs when the Cavs were your rival the whole yeah, entire yeah. time. That was tough. And then they also, this one worked out a little bit better. They moved Karan Butler, Deshaun Stevenson, and Brandon Haywood to Dallas. And right. that's the year Dallas won the title. That's so right. you kind of felt good, at least at the end of that season, that those three guys all won yeah, rings yeah. for that trade. But it's the same feeling as the as the wall trade, where you're kind of like, man, we really like all those dudes, yeah. and blowing it up hurts. It like because hurt. you just, it's an acknowledgement of failure that it you is. couldn't get it done with them. Other than that, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of one for the Redskins or the Commanders that kind of hurts, hurts. But I feel like every single one slowly escalated to a bubbling point that we were so used to it or ready for it to happen that when it did, it was like, thank God that's over. Well, the one that should have happened was Kirk, and they didn't do it. Yeah, they let him walk. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, I guess the day they cut. That, that is an all-time mismanagement, that they let yeah. a franchise quarterback walk for nothing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, the like, day RG3 was, you know, I, I forget if they traded or they let him go. or they let contract. Him go. Yeah, I mean, that one kind of hurt because you saw the hope yeah. for the first year. But once again, things had deteriorated so much over three years. Same, was, like, same like Chase, there was an injury. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of injury yeah. things. He, he wasn't. He was literally not going to be able to do I'll give you one that kind of hurt with the then Redskins. It, it didn't escalate, but it hurt a little bit because of the way the season finished out is after they won that playoff game in 05, the last playoff game they won, they just let LeVar walk. And yeah. he signed with the Giants. Yeah. And that one, just as a kid, was kind of like, ooh, don't like that because yeah. he had actually – been, remember he's not stu- unlike Chase a little bit. He never kind of lived up to the potential that you had hoped. Right, he was a good player, not great player. He was supposed to be franchise altering. He yeah. never was part of that answer. If really. you remember though, he didn't start, and then there were injuries, and he made that play in the Tampa game to put mm-hmm. him up, put him in yeah, for yeah. a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of just felt like, oh well, the rest of the team's clicking. Maybe he's clicking yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And then to see him walk for nothing, that was a little, that one hurt mm-hmm. a little bit. But there's really not one for them in my era that I can think of that Trent was hurt. tough Trent, Trent absolutely but same thing it had escalated to a point where they were sh- you know he wasn't suiting up they were then shopping him they were just looking for a resolution at that to, point. well he had basically asked to go and yes. he trashed the organization for right. their care of him so I mean I don't know what what Ron was supposed to do at this point correct you know, I know so, people yell at him because they, they were like he was there I'm like that wasn't Ron's yeah, battle well, I was like it's I was like it's a blank slate let's just figure it out and then it doesn't sound like they ever got to the blank slate exactly. I mean there's too many hard feelings he needed to go on unfortunately right. all right you mentioned the Capitals we'll talk about Nick Backstrom next Brand watch show always be on 630 the sports capital Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. 
wherever you listen. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, Nick Backstrom announced to the Capitals that he's stepping away from hockey because his physical health is uh, not up to the standard he needs it to be to continue playing for now. Yeah. Team is saying all the right things about supporting him. I uh, saw a couple of interviews and a couple of clips with Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, others like that, you know, being supportive about it. There were uh, there was a quote from Backstrom. There was a quote in a release from the GM basically saying, we'll support him. We understand why he's doing this. Yep. This is unfortunately predictable and inevitable. Um, he injured his hip pretty badly. He had an unusual procedure done in Europe called a hip resurfacing. Um, I don't believe anyone's come back and played with this thing for Not any length of time. In tennis, there has been. Yeah. Um, so this, he would have been. Uh, federal that's had it. Someone, someone major has had it um, and came back. Yeah. And, but in this sport, no one had done that. Um, the initial kind of early reviews in the summer where he looked okay. Yeah. And then he got a little testy with people and said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then here we are, what, eight games in or whatever, and he can't go. So, um, you know, earlier in the offseason, I think the team was trying to prod him to retire. Um, I don't know how that helps them on their cap. If he does, because uh, he is owed some money. So I do know this. Um, At least on this year, they're going to put him on IR first. Just normal IR. Yeah. There's incentive to do that. I forget kind of what you can do to circumvent some numbers on that, but he's going to be on normal IR for the time being. I then, think you can get some cap room back if he goes on an IR where he doesn't return. So, so it's long term IR. Once right. he gets put on that, then you get his nine point two million dollar cap hit back. So, so it would give it, them room to if a, they wanted to do something. I mean, that's with a major it. move, man. Like that's nine million is a lot of money in the NHL. So. Once he goes to LTIR, that's when you could watch out and see if they make a splash or try to do something. If not, they might not do that and just bank that cap space and, you know, try to do something next year or whatever that is. When it comes to him actually playing, though, I had felt this way all summer long. Once the tune had changed with McClellan, because remember he had mentioned they needed to have a discussion and then he kind of backed off of it when he was available for the yeah. media. Mm-hmm. I got the sense all along that they were going to let him have the shot because I said this about Wilson. It's different when you have a major surgery and then you're trying to rush back and get into the season. You don't have a whole off season to Mm -hmm. train like you normally would and have a normal day-to-day life. And you're not trying to constantly trying to catch up and then just get put right into the lineup. So once I saw they were going to let him come back, preseason, he looked okay. I'm not going to say he looked amazing, but he looked like he could play a little bit. The thing with Backstrom is he's never lost his hands. And so that's what's been tough to judge with him is... He can still make a pass better than anyone on the team. The problem is when they get into some of these skate races he with can't a younger do team, he looks legitimately out of place. I mean, he looks like a guy that doesn't belong. They can't and move. That's what yeah. sucks the most because when they're on the power play and he's dishing it, it looks great. Right. I mean, that's one thing he can do. But I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hockey's more... not a game where someone can post up. Correct. And I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually just more sh- surprised it happened this fast. Like, I kind of felt like if this was going to happen, he was going to give it a go for, like, 20 games, something like that, maybe even halfway through the year. I'm actually just – it's it's just sad that it's only taken this many games for him to at least say, I need to step away for a minute to see if this is what I want to do or whatever the decision is. So, you know, he's going to go up in the rafters. 19 is going to be retired. It sucks because you just kind of saw this coming eventually. I just yeah. didn't think it would happen like this. It was inevitable. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I was – 
secretly hoping he would retire before the season to allow them to move to forward. Make a move. Yeah, yeah, sure. Kind of knowing that this was going to be a long shot at best. Right. And if he did this, you know, procedure just for quality of life, it's great. Sure. You know, just for quality of I think, life. I think everyone's rooting for that number yeah. one more than more than anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, he gave it a shot. It's hard to walk away from this stuff. I get it. You know, yeah. I've, I've interacted with a lot of high level athletes through the years and, and I understand it's hard to walk away from this. And uh, he gave it a shot and I'm assuming this will lead to retirement. I will be surprised right. if he comes back. I mean, this is now second time that we've had Lou Strasburg. We're still waiting for him to retire. Retire, sure, sure. But it's in the last month. Actually, didn't you know? happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somehow, two months. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. didn't happen. But with, you know, with Backstrom too. You know, hockey's a little bit different, I think, than other sports. When you sign a contract like that, you want to fulfill it and you want it to be worth it. And then there's like kind of more of a sense of pride in the NHL. I feel when yeah. you sign a deal like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a part of this as well. He didn't want to be the guy that signed the fat deal and then couldn't live up to it. There's yeah. something to be said about that. There's yeah. a little more. A little more care when it comes to the NHL mm-hmm. and those types of things. And I also think, let's be honest here too, however many assists he's had on number eight's goals, I think he really wanted to be out there when he breaks the record. You know, whether yeah. he was on the third or fourth line or whatever, there's a part of him that probably was thinking, I want to be there because that was the whole point. They matched their contracts to line up at the same time, and that's not going to happen. So I, I totally get why he was trying. This It'll be as like well. uh, Key and Peel when Jordan Peel won the uh, Oscar <laughs> and he's just standing in the back <laughs> cheering for him. Right. You can do that. Pretty much, yeah. All right. uh, We'll be right back. Josh McDaniels gets ousted in Las Vegas two years, actually a year and a half (laughs) into a six-year contract. Least shocking news ever, honestly. That's amazing. Be right back. Very much the show. He's been at 630 Sports Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Did you find I want a ZZ Top for Halloween, Michael. That would be an amazing costume for him. Pretty good one. Gets a fake beard. Cal and I both went to see the Hives last that night. That was an awesome at, uh, show. Stage. That was fun. That was an awesome show. Yeah, the, uh, they're very energetic. Small space. I like concerts in small spaces. Yeah. Especially bands like that. They're loud. Yep. Uh, the lead singer's got a lot of good stage presence. He's fantastic. Um, he's very good. Yes, he looks like a very drunk nephew of Mick Jagger. <laughs> that's, a, that's about right. Yeah. I'd use another drug. Sounds but like him a little I'd bit. Use too, another actually. drug to describe. Yeah, maybe. Him, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was, but it was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Halloween night. Before that, I went trick or treating. Uh, my son is master class in our neighborhood now. In terms of what? like In a very short period of time, maximizing the candy like accumulation. He knows exactly which house to go to, exactly which ones not to go to. And then, you know, in my neighborhood, um, on our side of our neighborhood is not where all the kids go. Um, The other side is where all the kids run. But he likes this because he knows he's figured he's gamed this up. That's right. Because so few kids show up to these houses. Handfuls. Pour it in, baby. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, we're talking, I'm talking half a pillowcase full of candy. I'm go. saying, like, if I put my foot down and said you could have two pieces of this for the every day, it would take till next Halloween <laughs> to get through the whole thing. 
So he like came back as if he had robbed a bank. He was just like, he just knew what he had done, felt very proud yeah. of himself. And it was a master class because like, I'm just, I'm walking to make sure they're not attacked. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Cause they're 10. So I'm walking around with all the boys and, um, and he's like pointing out, he's like, not that one. And then pointing over to another house, he maximized his time and accumulation. It was a total master class. Huh. I was very proud. Good for him. Yeah. Future entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was his con- what was his costume again? Uh he went as a teddy bear. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I just feel like it was funny. Ask, keep asking you well, it was one of those things it was it. funny. It was like it's very cute at this age. In ten years it's creepy. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's creepy. I or it's weird. Or he's 10, either try five. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like when he's sixteen, if he's wearing the same outfit, yeah. he's either it's got a questions. pervert yeah. <laughs> or He's just a good time. It yeah. could be that. You know, right. the guy who, you know, the guy who's known as the good time who wears that is known as the good time. Yeah. Uh, I was it's a at, tough costume to pull off as an adult, though. On costumes, I was very happy to see that a lot of people were dressed up at the show yesterday. I was a little worried that it would the be The two you liked were uh, a very large man dressed as a dinosaur. <laughs> yes, correct. Exactly. So you've got to walk around him. You have to walk around him. And then his friend, or at least the guy standing next to him, was a traffic cone. <laughs> so you have to so walk just, around that, So you too. have to walk around him as well. <laughs> That's a good concert. That was a, a great concert. bit. A great yeah, bit yeah. for them. Uh, I like Union Stage, guys. Nice place. You didn't even, like, that was the first time I'd seen a show there. It was great. Uh, get there early enough next time. Get their pizza. Their pizza's awesome. Oh, so yeah? They, yeah, they just do like a bar pe- a personal bar uh-huh. pizza, and they, they'll throw it right out at you. So I mean, fantastic. one flaw. They got this giant pole in the middle of the area yeah, where people column. stand. Yeah, yeah, this column, column sucks. Yeah. Outside of that, you know. Uh, I had a great time. I loved it. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely time, guys. It's a good yeah. little uh, venue that's not 930 is pretty much what I say. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not 9.30, but it's the vibes are right. And if you're walking by it, you would never know it's a music venue either. That's what I like. It's kind of this cool, kitschy little, mm-hmm. you know, literal underground uh, space. So I like it a lot. Uh, Ron Rivera is speaking with the media. Uh, he hasn't said anything contentious or controversial or newsworthy, actually. He's just talking about what happened yesterday. And uh, we'll uh, play it for you in Commander's Daily today. And if he does say anything that's overly newsworthy or contentious, maybe we'll replay that clip for you. You know, in the next hour. So yeah. before we get to Commander's Daily. The one quote uh, I'll see, I'll say here is um, he was asked about Josh Harris and how he involved he was. And it was kind of like, I don't know if I believe him because he says Harris liked the ideas. He agreed with the ideas. We were all aligned. Everything from coaching to personnel to Mr. Harris with what went out and the front office did the deals they did yesterday. I just don't know if I believe Ron in that. He believed in trading two guys in a lame duck year, essentially for him. So, right, that's I mean, all. it's a little. He's he's saying what he needs to say. Which, yeah. good job, Ron. Sometimes you don't do that. Um, yeah, Josh so, Harris, uh, by the way, uh, doesn't do interviews anymore. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that lately. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he took the honeymoon. He did the circuit, sure. kissed a lot of babies, bought some beers, did a bunch of you know, did some uh, faux handshakes with Troy and the, or Joe, and then uh, now he's. Back in the background where we expected him, honestly, right. to be. Right. Uh, so we'll see, you know, as this plays out. Let's see. Right. Ron did say, I heard him say something to the effect of, we had to do this in 2014. And he goes, we put a bunch of young guys out there and we ended up making the playoffs that year. Uh, they are three and five. Mm-hmm. They are playing a two and six team this weekend. Right. Um, you know, I, I've heard, I kind of said this yesterday. Not, I mean, will their defense be collectively better? off of these changes in the short term, maybe partially because they couldn't be worse. Right. The bar is very low. Yeah. Um, Do I buy that 
even if they are structurally better with Two Hill, Smith Williams, F.A. Abada, you know, maybe the rookies get some opportunities, like Andre sure. Jones get some opportunities. Do I buy that over 17 games they're better? I do not. I still believe talent wins. And I think those two guys happen to be more talented than those other people. Sure. So automatically replacing them, you know, in the short term, could it jolt the defense to be a little better than it's been? Maybe, you know, less uh, less unpredictable? Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. I'll, I'll buy that. Over 17 games, often it's the teams that have Pro Bowl caliber players that end up winning. Right. And we got rid of two Pro Bowl caliber players yesterday. So I, I'm not, I will not turn the page and try to be some kind of optimist that, oh, they're going to be better without them. I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. I think maybe short term they are, but I am not like I like Casey Tuhill. He's great, but like he ain't Chase. He ain't Montez Sweat. Like, right. <laughs> like, don't kid yourself. Like he's not. You uh, you will like this actually. He was asked about the Chase Young freelancing um yeah. bit, and he said, "If you're not gonna put your name on it, don't put it out. It's not palatable." As in, he said that. Yeah. Great. So he's so he's with me on this. Yeah, yeah, he's even putting his foot down and going, "Shut up! Don't do that!" Yeah, shut up. But I I didn't like it either. I thought that was really. It's not a sad character for this group too. Like I just don't. I don't know where that came from. But I don't either. Right again, like those quotes, they came from real people. I believe Ben got a real quote from a real person about that. I believe Mike Silver did too. Yeah. And but I was really put off by that. Like, are you kidding right now? Right. Like he was not a bad player. He was not a bad person. He was not a locker room cancer. His teammates really liked him. He was a megastar that we were building a franchise around. It didn't work out. This is big time sports. It happens. Unfortunately, they traded him yesterday. You do not need to slander him on the way out the door. I didn't think he deserved it. And that's why I was like, plus, like, guys. You haven't been in any Super Bowls lately, so I don't know where right. you get off, you know, trying to, you know, cast off somebody and be like, he's the problem. Yeah. And like, get out of here. And it's funny because, you know, like we we mentioned it yesterday just because of like the personnel moves like they cut William Jackson so fast or traded William yeah. Jackson so fast. Like that would have been a player you could have kicked on the way out just to explain what happened. And I they, did a little bit on him. Right. But they because did, I didn't like the way he was acting. Right. But they never did that with him is what I'm getting. No, at they here. didn't. So that's why I didn't understand of like, that know. was also their decision to give him a lot of money. Sure. But they still traded him and could have said something on the way out. Yeah. But, but they didn't. And what I'm getting at is if they didn't I don't do, think he's playing for anybody anymore. Yeah, I think he's a free agent. Yeah. So uh, what, what I'm getting at there though, is like, that's a guy that would have deserved it maybe a little bit if you wanted to, but you that didn't. Guy. And then you said it to chase. So oh, man, <laughs> Yeah. That's like him and Wentz are the only two big swings they've had. If you yeah. really think about it, yeah. Yeah. him and Chase are the only, uh, and Wentz, they're only two big swings they've taken in four years. Like Logan Thomas, bargain, hit. J.D. McKissick, bargain, hit, till he got hurt. Yeah. Um, Cody Barton, we'll see. You know, sure. Nick Gates has not worked out. Right. Bargain, though. Andrew Wiley, I don't think has really worked out, but it's a bargain play. Yeah. Like, again, you get what you pay for here. Like, they didn't try to get a Pro Bowl, or they paid for somebody who's at that tier level like curtis samuel mm, missed the whole year mixed bag i mixed would say bag. mixed bag i wouldn't say it's the worst when he's the played the last year and a half it's about what i expected like yeah. he's not gonna lead the team in receptions but he's got a lot of moments in games and yeah. he's versatile and i think he's been that for them sure. you know is he overpaid for that type of role well now that they you know drafted Jahan dotson yeah yeah right yeah if he was just their number two no you know but like so I'd go mixed bag. Unfortunately, the first year was a was a was lost, but the last two have been about exactly what I thought. He'd probably have more targets 
if they didn't have Dotson on the team, he'd be the number two receiver. But, like, that's right. not what they did. Other than that, I mean, they've only taken two real big swings here. William Jackson, which was a failure, sure. and Wentz, which I understand why they did it. It was a failure um, only by trade value. I don't care about the money. Like, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. He fit under the cap that year. It yep. didn't cost them anybody. They didn't lose anybody over. They didn't cut anybody over it. There was no guarantee on the other side. So there was no dead cap. Nobody. There was no cost to the roster because of it. So to me, it was you lost a couple draft picks. You took a shot on somebody. Yeah, it's a miss, but like it's not a devastating miss. Right. William Jackson, there was dead cap money attached to it. It's gone now, but there yeah. was. You know, there Wentz was. Too. They had to eat it on him. With Wentz too, the the best part about that deal, I remember the day they made it because you and I had talked about it, and I had had I had mentioned I liked the Wentz. I liked them getting Wentz only because they could cut him out. Because there's an out. There's an out. Like that was the whole time. Was it was like there's an out, it. and thankfully they didn't <laughs> do anything about that. Right. Yes. They wisely <laughs> did not alter his contract yes. and make him play it out. And then they had an out and they used it, you know, right. but outside of that, there haven't been many big swings. There's probably a lot of reasons for that. This offseason, they couldn't because there was no authority to do anything. Uh, there is one blurb here that, um, you know, is being tweeted out that Eugene Shen, the analytics yeah. um, guy that just got hired, did help them make the trade decisions yesterday by explaining the value of the trades made. So. Okay. That's what, what I, he's there that's to what, do. That's what I suspected yesterday. That's they what he screamed of a little bit of a new wrinkle. So, I, like I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know anything like this is happening, but I think it is, it is clear as day that like somebody's advising the new ownership group. Mm-hmm. It'd be ridiculous to think that they're not. That's right. Right. Exactly. Ridiculous to think that yeah. they're not. Right. Like oh, Josh Harris is on board with all this. Yeah, because he doesn't study the salary cap or know <laughs> football personnel or know if Jalen uh, Jalen Johnson should be acquired in the Montez sweatshirt. Like he doesn't yeah. know that, and he'll tell you that he doesn't know that. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about Josh McDaniels, your boy, for a minute. <laughs> Least shocking news ever, guys. So they lose on Monday night mm-hmm. at America's team. Uh-huh. So big surprise. Yeah. They've had some weird defeats. Um, I think that they've. I've said this for a couple of years. They do weird deals. I mean, yeah. across the board. They're like the Bears. They do a lot of weird yes. deals that may or may not work out and largely just haven't worked out for them. Um, he also comes off as a crazy pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you go get Devontae Adams, who wants to play for you, <laughs> with his best friend. Then you extend his best friend and then get rid of him. Right. And they cut him, right? They didn't even... Correct. Yeah, they, they ended cut up him. cutting. Yeah, him. they cut him, and he got he because he got a no trade clause, so right. he could he could. So he's just where like he forget yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So they lost Derek Carr for nothing. Right. After they extended him mm-hmm. because they got his best friend. Right. Pissed off the receiver by getting rid of him. Who they traded for a first and second round pick, by the way. It That's you know they traded for him. All the reporting is Carr and McDaniel's were fighting every day. Yep. Arguing, 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 arguing. So they couldn't right. live with each other. Yeah. So much so that at the end of the year, they went, we need to not be near each other. Right. Correct. Then <laughs> led to, are they going to trade him? Or, and Carr, almost out of spite, was like, you're going to cut me. Yeah. Right. Deal with it. Right. Because he and was probably all- told the Saints, I'll sign with you. Just give it a minute. Yeah. Because he was doing the thing of why would I go to a team and make them give up assets for me when it's ultimately going to make the it's team my, worse? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Why would I do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that happened. Um, they go and get Garoppolo then, which is a weird answer. Uh, because you're paying him now the same amount you were paying Carr after you gave him an extension. And 
after he's been kind of run out because mainly because of injuries, really, with Garoppolo the last couple of years. Mainly because you're running it down. Let me let me go to Bill Barnwell's piece because he did a literal chronological order of what happened. Oh, it's unbelievable. It yeah, and, yeah. And so the first thing he did was he's calling it fool's gold that he got the ten and seventeen from Bisaccia that everyone that's right everyone wanted Bisaccia to come back too by the way but he said they basically went like I forget what it was they won like seven or eight games in one score games so they got lucky with that record this is every year there's a couple teams the Vikings were that last year the Giants were that last year exactly so the first decision average team that won a lot of close games good on them but that's what happened and uh yeah they won three games against Nick Mullins Drew Locke and Carson Wentz after he came off the COVID list so three really fools gold so this right so the schedule lined up for them Uh they hit the right team at the right time and they barely won those games, but they right, won them. Right. So when they inherited They that, almost won that playoff game, though. Remember? Right. I they do, went yeah. Cincinnati. Fourth almost Fourth and goal. They almost won that playoff game. Yeah, he threw a yeah. pick on fourth and goal, Carden. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were 10 and 7. So they said he said basically McDaniels didn't evaluate the roster. He just thought he was inheriting a playoff roster. But if you looked in the nitty gritty, Mayock didn't draft well. They weren't young. They were getting older. So the first move they did was, like we just discussed. Adams, they traded a first and a second round pick on right. a team they needed to get younger on. Right, but I, it's hard to argue. Adams is a top five receiver. Okay, he's incredible. Either way, though, like, they, that's not a bad pickup. Like he's incredible. Then after that, they signed Chandler Jones to a three year, fifty one million dollar deal, which right. was terrible. way too late. Yes, <laughs> which also his best years were behind him. Which they yes. also remember they had both Crosby and Ngakwe. Right, and they had to trade him. To uh, who did he go to? Um, Gakwe's been running around. He yeah. went to the Colts mm-hmm. though, but he got. They had to trade. Correct. An edge rusher when they signed a thirty-two-year-old edge right. rusher. Okay. That's right. Then they signed the in air quotes extension for Carr. That was three years, but really they had a one-year out essentially with them. Yeah. Then uh, they got nothing out of the twenty-twenty-two draft. The first draft that they had, uh, they drafted a running back. Uh, they drafted Zamir White, who didn't play because they had mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. So right. what was the point of that? Uh, after that, they then declined Jacobs' fifth-year option, right. which ended up biting him in the ass this year because he was one of the best running backs in football last year. And they year. had to give him something to make right. him happy. Right. They're lucky he's still there. Uh-huh. Then, but, but it's also, he had nowhere to go because nobody wants to pay the running backs. Right. Jonathan Taylor's still with Indianapolis. Same thing. Nobody wants to pay the running backs. Then they signed Hunter Renfro to a two-year, $32 million uh-huh. deal, and he had 330 yards last year. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> It's bad. Yeah. Then, oh my God, they signed Waller to a three-year, $51 million extension, traded him this past year with two years left on his deal. Right. Okay. Then uh, after that, they signed Garoppolo, as you were just getting into. Mistake. Mistake. Exactly. They should have just gone younger. Uh, Didn't draft well again. They traded up four different times in this year's draft in 2023. Yeah, they traded up to get what? Uh, Michael Meyer, Jacorian Bennett, Aiden O'Connell, and Christopher Smith. Those are the four players they traded up to get. None of which, I know one's a quarterback. The other three, I couldn't even name with who they are. Yeah, I don't know. And then they got Tyree Wilson with the number seven overall pick. They did not move up. They he stood looks pat good. There. They stood pat there. He uh, looks good. And across from Crosby, he could be nasty. He has only played, Barnwell references it though, he's only played in 41% of their snaps this season. wonder why that is. No idea. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, so basically, that's what he's saying. Every single decision, though, has just been bad. They should have probably tried to tear it down first when they got there, then try to go with all these veterans. They fired him a year and a half into a six-year contract. (laughs) We all knew it wasn't going to work either, too. 
Like we're like, why are you giving this guy a chance? Why? We all knew it wasn't going to work. They could have had Basaccia as the lowest paid coach in the league with no expectations, too. By no the way. expectations. And if you fire him, every all the players go, we gave it a shot. But with you know them. what? Carr's pretty good, and Carr, you know, Carr honestly he's was not gonna, bad. Carr was going to mask a bunch of your deficiencies because yeah. at least Carr was yelling out, "Rah rah, I'm a Raider for life." Yeah, you know how this works. Yeah. If if you're losing with that guy, you're kind of like, eh, he's ours though. Like. He's Brian Zimmerman. You're like, look, I mean, and, and frankly, like now, you know what you know, like the Chargers are not reliable. Yep. Right. And Denver's been a S show for seven years. Yeah. They could, if just with some stability That's and right. car, be the second place team in that division, <laughs> which has got you right on the playoffs every year. Correct. You're just kind of right there. And right. if you upset them once a year, you're probably in. You split right. with them. Like they... They with Gruden, they split with them a couple times, right. you know, like this. So they're kind of right. It's a division game, so they're kind of right there. Yeah, I, they're a mess. I wonder what they're going to do next. Uh they have the Barnwell pretty much writes here. They need to tear it down because Crosby only has three years left on his deal. This rebuild's probably going to take longer, and then if you have to re-sign him, he's going to be probably past his prime. I would not move him now. He's saying he's making the argument that he's going to he should be bad. He, just he, be terrible. No, well, he's making the argument that that Crosby will get you a first round pick plus. That's what he's saying. Undoubtedly. So that's right what, now, that, that's what he's saying is that you kind yes. of, you make that deal to reset your draft. This and, is the point about Sweat or Young. They're not him. Yep. Right. They're not Miles Garrett. They're not him. He's, They're very good players. That guy is a top 5 Game-changing player. He's also saying he has a a, re, a very desirable contract. He only has three years. It's only worth sixty-one million for a premier pass rusher. And you're Bo not says, even paying all of that because the whatever the signing bonus was gets eaten by the Raiders. Right. Bosa's getting thirty-four mil a year, so he's saying you'll have teams move because pro- it'll be a first-round plus because of the deal. Basically, you you'll get a first and a third for him pro- easily. So a a contender would probably pay a first and a third because they're not going to get somebody clearly better. And that dude, he's a monster. Right. Like you want to see a defensive end who kills people. He's one of them. And a good That salary. dude in Detroit is a monster, too. Right. Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. Hutchinson's awesome. Yeah. But, but Jacksonville's but, a very good team. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Choosing Walker over him. Yep. I agree. That guy's a monster. This is the difference between, you know, we hope Chase Young was going to be this. And, you know, you, you know, you pie in the sky, hope that Sweat would become this. But he was a first round pick. They didn't ascend to that. Right. They're both very good players, but they were never that. They were never Max Crosby, Miles Garrett. Bosa, Micah Parsons, where game to game to game, they're making three to five plays that flip a game upside down. Yep. Like they were never doing that. Right. So Barnwell's basically arguing Crosby isn't going to be on a good team anytime soon. He has a desirable contract. You flip him. You could probably flip Adams for a good price too if you wanted to do that. So yeah. Tough, tough world out there in Vegas for the Raiders. So Oh, who's going to be their next coach? Who's going to be their next GM? GM, I mean, GM the GM uh, that they are putting the interim tag on, I forget who it is. Uh, they were saying it's highly regarded. Like, he's interviewed for jobs before, so there is Champ a Champ Kelly? Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. Champ <laughs> Kelly. He's gotten interviews with other teams. Wasn't he an anchorman with... Uh... That's Champ Kind. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's Champ okay. Kind, but... Uh, and our guy, Antonio Pierce, is now the interim head coach. Which is weird because he's the linebackers coach, and he got in trouble with the NCAA last year that made him resign for uh, Arizona State. He was on Herm's staff. Arizona State staff. So Herm staff. <laughs> that's a little Herm weird. Herm staff got but, in trouble. You know, interim coach, who cares? Like, give him a shot. I don't care. Good um, transition. But, yeah. I want to talk about college football because your boy Harbaugh, 
I bet she's calling Raiders, Josh. Raiders head coach. I bet she's calling him. I bet she's <laughs> calling here too. Oh God, because it's. I mean, they got to do something soon. Jim and John Harbaugh own the DMV. Mm. I, Move the I, Harbaugh parents here. Uh, I will put that at a point one percent chance <laughs> that he's the head coach here. Point one percent. About Dabo. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is the data analytics coach of the future? Oh, God no. Right. Complete opposite. So rub some dirt on it. Point one percent. He comes, especially when he also tells them he wants twenty million dollars a year. <laughs> we heard the players bitch about the enemy. Yeah. We'll hear it right away with Wait, this guy. <laughs> who's got it better than us? Everyone else. Everyone else. <laughs> All right. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 